You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to today's show. For today's podcast, today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from podgo i recently joined as a member and you can too apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience that's podgo.co at pod p-o-d-g-o dot c-o and a matter of fact don't forget to go on ahead and tell them that movie loves you night sent you. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show today. And today I have with me uh, Charlie. Say hello to everyone, Charlie. Hello. I have Ladasha back with me again. Hello to everybody. I have Tamara with me. Hello. Hi. And I actually have Cody with me. Tell them a little bit about yourself as well. Awesome, guys. I appreciate being here. John, thank you so much for having me on your fantastic show. I'm the host of It Is What It Is podcast Mondays. You can catch it on YouTube at YouTube at CV Space K, or if you follow me on Facebook, I stream there, but I'm going strictly to uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, But like I said, excited to be here, excited to talk about this episode. I just like to talk about cool things and hang with cool people like John, so that's why I'm here. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate that. So, as everybody knows, and what the title says, is this is actually the Falcon and the Winter Soldier spoiler review. This is for episode two. This has been a great episode. I really have to say, I enjoyed this first episode, but the second episode gives us more insight into this other Captain America. We thought he might actually be evil. He might actually be working for Hydra. But I never realized what they did with this first half. The first half is covering what it's like for him to carry that shield and that weight of that shield and everybody looking to him for answers now and being the next Steve Rogers, which comes with a big shoes to fill. And I like how they actually acknowledge that. Hey, look, I'm not Steve Rogers. I have big shoes to fill. I definitely like how they actually counter that. I was wondering that to myself. It shows him with his own struggles, which I didn't think that they would actually go that route with showing us his struggles or anything like that. So that's something that I really appreciated was the fact that they gave us some insight into who he is, gave us some insight on on the weight that he's going to be carrying, which is also the same weight that uh, the Falcon was carrying though too, so you know they have similarities. But then of course one wants to be Alpha, 
and you know the personalities are just going to clash through the whole entire season but for the opening i really have to say i love this episode and what i'm going to do is i'm going to open it up with tamra and then from tamra will be ladesh and then from that will be cody and then charlie okay well this is the funny part uh i missed a couple of parts in the show because you know i had i have a one-year-old who wants attention but i <laughs> did like the fact in the on um the part where they was trying to get you know you try to get a better understanding of is his name Jonathan, the new Captain America. Yeah. And like, I liked the part where they was doing the marching band and I, it brought back memories of my high school marching band in Atlanta. So it, I just thought that was really cool and stuff. And I did like the fact that he was saying that, you know, he was trying to, he's like a normal person you know so i don't think he has the the super serum in, in him or anything so he's still you know it's like a lot of things that he has to do to be like captain america for people you know be the hero that everybody wants so i i just thought that was interesting but again certain parts in the beginning i missed because of my one-year-old <laughs> He doesn't have any serum or anything like that. Um, no, I like how he owns that, though. I like how he owns that. He's like, I don't have no superpowers. I'm just an average Joe off the street, pretty much, trying to do what's right. Of course, he's also in, in the Army military as well. So, And you saw the test that he did. So it's not like they got some guy off the street and say, hey, you want to be Captain America. So yeah. there was like that aspect, too. He was like a, a soldier. Wasn't he in the Air Force? I think he was in the Air Force. Um, they picked a U.S. soldier who looked up to Captain America, you know? So it's like, okay, I got Captain America's shield. I have uh, big shoes to feel, you know? So people let people know that I can do the job as Captain America. So I thought, but he's still fishy to me. So I got my eyes on him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what about you, Ladasha? I don't trust them. I mean, I, I still don't trust them. I don't really, you know, I don't know what the military is doing with him. So, you know, I really don't, I don't trust what he's up to, and I don't quite trust what exactly he's doing. Um, so that's like one thing. And of course, when a soldier and Falcon, they have their banter back and forth. It's always funny. <laughs> My sister sent me clips of them in real life when they were doing interviews for actors, and they really do have that bantering, you know, personalities, which, I, which came out in this episode, even though um, they were supposed to be mad at each other. And I like the marriage therapy scene. That was, that was very funny to me, you know, the staring contest, because they are two alphas, so we're not going to give in with just staring at each other. That wasn't going to do that. But, you know, and then, of course, the um, the African-American man that had been a super soldier and he was, you know, 
that was sad to me, but you know, that kind of reminded me of the Tuskegee um, experiment mm-hmm. um, and different things like that, which I'm glad they touched on that. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, it's not talked about enough. And I really, to be honest, I kind of thought that when I first, when I saw the first Captain America way back when it started, because I kind of thought in the back of my brain, I'm like, if that had been a black guy, like, you know, they, you know, they did test on us about different things. And I, you know, it kind of weirded me out, you know, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm glad they kind of addressed that. Um, And I think those were like the main, and of course, Bucky getting arrested in the hood was funny. (laughs) He has the warrant. He has the probation (laughs) violation. I was like, oh boy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like when you mentioned that there, um, when they did the scene when there was at the police station, Bucky's therapist said that she didn't do the warrant, and it was really the new Captain America that did that. Mm-hmm. So again, you cannot trust that man. No, you can't. Trust <laughs> you him. cannot trust him. No, and I, I'm not even sure if he doesn't have super soldier serum. I but think they, that might be later on because yeah. in the comics he is yeah yeah he does have it in the comics and I don't and I also don't really get this new gang they're all coming at after mm-hmm. I don't think they kind of flesh them out these flag waivers or whoever these people are they didn't quite flesh out why they're really so important that this guy is running around after him. I just don't trust him. It seemed like he's running his own ops mm-hmm. outside right. of the military and, you know, and at the end, I can see why Bucky goes to talk to the Hydra guy. Yeah. Because something right. fishy is going on here and he knows it stinks of Hydra, so that's mm-hmm. why he's going to the source. Right. I like that, though. I like that. You definitely feel the buddy cop comedy at that point as well. Um, but yeah, we're going to. What about you, Cody? I, I, you know, I think it's going to be um, a great buildup. And what I mean by that, uh, just kind of watching how this story is evolving. Um, honestly, I did not have high hopes for Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier. I thought that it was going to be a drop off. Uh, after the end game, and then I really started to see how true to the storyline and how true to the comics they're actually sticking. Right, you see um, not just what happened after the blip, but you're seeing kind of the evolution and then the introduction of you know John Walker as the U.S. agent, right, or the new Captain America, and it's it's really going hand in hand. And what you're to me, you're going to see an unfolding of what I would call. Um, uh, historical continuity, right? And basically what I mean by that, and uh, Ladeja mentioned it, you're talking about the experiments with Tuskegee, you're talking about maybe why uh, Falcon didn't want to go through as Captain America, the reluctancy, you're talking about his inability to obtain a bank loan, you're talking about the disparities with there within lending. You know, like there's there's just so much buildup and then you wonder how deep or how far are they going to take it, right? And then you see kind of on the other end with Bucky, you see a soldier really dealing with 90 years of PTSD. Um, I thought the classic line going from the first to the second was, you know, I, you know, I was asleep and then 
uh, you know, they woke me up after 90, 90 years and I've been in one battle from the next to the next to the next, right? Like this constant just state of war that has thrown his mind into this just like utter peril. And then he says, the only time I had a brief moment of peace was in Wakanda, right? So, you know, you, you wonder really what the next wave is going to be. Uh, my personal feeling is that if they go there, and, and this is something that the writers have to decide, and I'm sure they have decided, if they really go that deep into it, you're going to see uh, really two third-tier heroes. And this is what I'm calling I think Falcon is a third-tier hero. I think Bucky's a third-tier maybe fourth tier hero really evolve and take the four, uh, you know, forerunner be on the stage as a, as a first tier hero. Right. So it's kind of like that, that next upgrade, that promotion, that evolution. So I'm excited uh, about this story. I wonder though, because if it does stay true to the comic books, then you have to bring back captain because according to the comics, right. U.S. agent and captain America square off, they become enemies at a point. And, and if, Jim, you know, and if Steve Rogers is really dead, how's that going to happen? That's why I said, did he really, and it was never answered, did he die? And it was kind of like, you know, hinted at in the first one, like he's on the moon, you know what I'm saying? Like, so all this kind of ambiguity is still in the air. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the writers are really going to allow us to see as, as fans, as, as true uh, lovers of this universe, right. As, as true comic book, uh, just, uh, 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 fans and appreciatives. So as long as that creative content kind of flows succinctly, I think this is going to be great. I think the only problem is that I might see as a hiccup is that they're going to have to decide how to really implement this into the next phase of the Marvel universe. And if the first film to come out is the Thor movie, I just don't see the connection there. Right? Like, that's why I said, there's going to be this. And if we're not careful, we're going to have this. So that that's kind of my take on it. Um, so the opening I was like, I saw him like, Oh, I see what the writers are trying to make the guy seem human. So we all like him. I I was like, okay. And then he, then he went out to the parade. And of course the marching band playing the song from the very first captain America, the man with the plan. And then he started talking. I'm like, all right, I'm tired of this prick. To be honest, I'm sorry. I, I I don't I don't like Walker. I don't like John. I think he's he's an arrogant sob, and he's like, oh yeah. I'm like the whole GRU situation. I don't buy that. I think it's just another organization that's infiltrating the government. Like he he's like he's 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 just he's just an asshole. To be honest, I mean, sorry, but he is. I mean, when when he showed how the heck, I'm like you said, the fact they tra- they tracked Red Wing, which was Falcon's buddy. Rest in peace, Red Wing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, they tracked his technology just to get them there. The guy can't fight and his buddy can't fight. He uses a gun, which is not Captain America. Like, um, more like Bucky and Falcon can use guns because they're not Captain America, but it's like, I mean, and then, and then him being the ones like, Hey guys, I bought, I bought his bail. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do the, uh, I'm going to ring the, uh, the police siren. And then I'll say, Hey guys, we need to work together and buck. And then Bucky and like, um, that like now I'm like, and he's like, you better stay the hell out of my way. I'm like, Oh really? You, re- you, you, you don't see that menacing to be honest. I, I, he's fi- something's fishy and I'm really like, I think he's losing that shield soon. I really think he's going to, I think they're going to get that shield back. Especially if the latest toy that was leaked by China and th- that shows uh, Falcon all in red, white, and blue outfit holding the shield, 
I mean, I think this, I think he's getting the shield. I think he's going to, they're going to, because obviously they keep showing the trailer of them playing with the shield. I don't think that's a flashback, to be honest. Everybody, I, I, like, I'm like, this from what I've seen of it, it's like, that doesn't look like a flashback. But um, like I said, I thought the action sequences were cool. Um, I like this, this, the banner between them. Oh, I see you got your ass kicked by a girl. I thought that was funny. Um, I don't know what to think of the the Smashers because I really don't think they're bad. I think they're trying to make you steer towards that they're bad, but in the end, I don't think they're that bad. And then again, I think they're going to be controlled by Zemo. Um, but in this one, I don't think Zemo is actually going to be that bad in this one. To be honest, I think he's going to be the more. I, I think I think they're going to turn Walker. I think Walker's going bad because I think in the comics he goes bad because I think he. He does something and he makes him lose his Captain America gear, and that's why he becomes an agent. So something's gonna happen between now and then. I mean, I mean, um, I think my only complaint about the episode is kind of short. I mean, we got four episodes left, and this one was fifty minutes, but it was more like forty-five if you had in the like it was actually forty-three, and you take in the seven minutes of credits. But I don't know. I think they really need to like increase the the length of time in these episodes at least at least 50 minutes that's not including commercial like not commercials the the credits and um like i said i think that was my only like bummer with it and i'm really intrigued on that last scene i'm like how did zemo get out of his prison cell because you see you see him staring at the camera of a guy in the prison cell and then you just see him staring at it and i'm like all right and i had to rewind it i'm like did i just see that um, but yeah, I, I, like I, I'm intrigued in that, like their meeting with Zemo, and and again, I want to know what's up with uh, because like, uh, Falcon mentioned it about the last time he's like Bucky's like we need to steal the shield, and and, and he's like the last time he stole the shield, Sharon Carter's now like um, MIA or something like that. So I'm intrigued to how she gets involved in the fold. But I just liked how they immediately like right after like they start the episode, Bucky watching the TV, and Bucky's showing up. You shouldn't have given him the shield. I'm like, okay, that's how they get back together. So I find it's funny. Right. And you know what? I want to mention something too. Whenever you see Zemo, it kind of reminds me of a Hannibal Lecter kind of feel to it, where you have him in this little cage. He's over there playing chess. The opera music is happening. I feel like I was watching uh, Silence of the Lambs. And basically Zemo is probably going to be the one who's up actually in the cage telling them what uh, he would do in this case and help them along in this whole entire deal whenever you look at this evil Captain America type of thing. It's like, okay, what move should I do next? I could see Zemo playing with the chess piece. Because it's not a, and this is me speculating, but I could just see him, it's not about where what you should do. It's about where you should put your pieces at is the main question at bay. Where do you want your where do you want your pieces to go so that way you can take over where uh this whole entire organization take it down because it's not a question of where it's how you take it down so that's just me speculating just going off the cuff on that but you know i definitely have to say there is just something evil about this uh about walker as well he doesn't seem eye to eye with me as either to be honest with you i do like i said i like the positives of the fact that it showed him with the heavy uh heavy the head that wears the crown but at the same time He's never met uh, Steve. He's only known of Steve. He's trying to be like Steve, but he's not Steve. It's kind of like how we actually have, um, if you actually think about it, it's kind of reminds you of the boys in a way, whenever they try to get a new superhero in there and they just don't get along. 
And that's what it feels like to me. It feels like that you actually have someone that's on the outside and he's trying to fit in with the inside crew and it's just not working. Also like how the difference between Falcon and the Winter Soldier is Winter Soldier, he's all about stealth in a sense, but at the same time though, he's loud. He's like Jason Statham pretty much. And then you have Falcon who is all techie trying to uh, show him you just can't go uh, over there and act like you can fight these guys. He's like, what? There's only two guys. Oh, yeah? Let me show you what, what I got. I got about five people coming in over here. Um, that looks like two guys right there, right? Right? Is that two guys? No, that's five guys. And then, of course, I also the like the... Wolf. I like the white wolf reference. Are you white panther? No, I'm the white wolf. <laughs> hey, Jitaki Chan, appreciate you, and the same yeah, thing thought, with you, Tara. Thank yeah, you. I thought that was I thought that was kind of clever. I think they're loons because that's his, that's that's his character. The way instead of Winter Soldier, it's the White Wolf, as that that was his nickname on Wakanda. But yeah, I thought that was funny. And then, like I said, it's just um, I think they the, 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 they intentionally had that scene in there to make you feel sorry for Walker. But I can I can I was reading between the BS the whole time. I'm like I'm not buying it. Like and then yeah I'm like and then like there's comments he was making them like that I like what Bucky's get at him with have you ever jumped on top of a grenade sure and like that but like yeah I'm like yeah but I, I stopped it I'm like no but he's kind of referencing that he's not Steve and he's like well I'm the Captain America and I want Captain America's sidekick uh, and that when I heard that one I'm like all right I'm done like like I said I mean, that that one was. <laughs> He's like, oh, Falcon was more than just a sidekick. He was his friend. He was his right. partner. It's not just the military thing for him. And like the fact that right. he's like, he's boasting about it. Like he, with all the pressure in the world, he shares how boasting about it. Like, oh hey, look, this is Captain America. I have no problems getting in. While while like, while police have a hard time figuring out who Falcon is. I mean, come on. That I saw that scene. That was brutal to see. The co- and then the cops like, who are you? I'm like. Dude, he's one of the Avengers. Oh, sorry, man. I didn't see him. Like, yeah, you did. You did. He's just not I'm Captain sick. America. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm ready. I'm ready for them. To, I'm tired of him with the shield. And it was really cool in a glimpse moment during the fight sequence where, uh, where uh, Bucky caught the shield again. Kind of going back to his Winter Soldier um, when he caught it and then he threw it back. I was like, he should have just kept it. <laughs> but we were trying to say Ladasha, though. Sorry. No, I said he's like that Cuban Zirconian, Zirconian version of Captain America. I mean, he just seems like a cheap knockoff. You know? <laughs> I was going to oh, say great uh, value. You know, okay. <laughs> great value. Like, I really need to see people. I'm going to write that in the notes. Where everybody is. Okay. But no, I mean, he just seems like a cheap ripoff. He is using this Captain America thing as a cover for something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is, but he is and, you know, and everybody, and he, I think in a way he's trying to mm-hmm. isolate away Winter Soldier and um, Bucky as like, oh, you're part of the past. You know, I've made my overture to you and now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, you all part of the past. I'm going to isolate you all away, but he has no idea. Like, these two, they're you know, they're not going to go down like that. Mm-mm. Have you guys noticed that I don't like doing this kind of thing, but you see Jonathan, his friend, right? Look at the Falcon and Bucky. It's like Falcon is black, Bucky is white. 
Jonathan is white, his friend is black. So I just thought that right. was you see, that's where I got the idea for great value because yeah, they're like a you know, version of Captain America and Falcon that you don't want. It's yeah. like, you know, Christmas Day, your parents go, hey, I bought you a uh, figurine of Wolverine, but really it's not Wolverine. They'll name it something else. And it's not even, it's like, thank you. This is not, I'm just going to put this right here. <laughs> It's like, mom, I want to go to McDonald's at home. Or, mom, I want to have Captain America and Captain America at home. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. I need to make a meme of that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that's why that busted up Cabbage Patch kid. Yeah, me. Like, oh, it's like but, Cabbage Patch. Miss mm. Turner made it. I'm like, it's not Cabbage right. Patch. But, uh, made it. I'm going to go ahead and turn it back over to Cody real quick, too, yes. to get his thoughts. Yes, we need to hear Cody. Uh, well, I, I think, Cody. What's up, Vision? Hey, I, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, the uniqueness of Bucky and, and, and Falcon and, and, and John, it's really, I don't know if it's a, a, an issue of necessarily replacement. Um, I think what's happening is you're seeing the setup for the next wave. However, they want to interpret that. Right. Um, John's here to stay, whether you like him or not, you know, I've, you know, I've, I've been doing a lot of research, you know, cause when I saw him at the end of the first, I'm like, who is this guy? And then like, I had to really do some digging and realize, you know, John actually has interwoven in the Avengers at least five different times, you know, in the comic book series, he's been kicked out, reestablished. He was actually in Spider-Man's universe at one point, you know, like he started realizing like, I never saw this. Right. So he's here to stay. So we're, we're dealing with uh, what I would call really more of a anti-hero. He's not a villain. Right. And I think that's how we need to look at him. We need to look at him. Like, you know, uh, we look at, uh deadpool in a sense right like he's 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 a hero technically but he's not right so uh i i think his character uh and how they'll allow it to unfold is basically you'll get behind him uh one of the things that you know i i was following uh this guy i he i think his channel is like variant right and he and he covers like just the whole overview of the universe of the marvel and dc universe and and he was talking about uh basically the separation is going to come uh, between how you view a uh, country, right? So Captain America was like the dream of America. And I think what uh, John Walker is, is the reality of it, right? So, and that's really what the, the comic book really introduces the mass. So it's kind of this pivoting backwards and forth. And that's how almost Captain comes back. Cause like basically uh, John gets too big, you know, they, it, it almost becomes a fascist state. And then you see the reintroduction of Cap coming back. Now, I don't know how this would work, right, uh, in this universe. I don't know if that's why they kept Bucky and Falcon there to basically, you know, if, if something like this were to happen, to be kind of that 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 third uh, safeguard. But what I, I really believe was going to end up unfolding is you're going to see two uh, – because Buck, unfortunately, the, the truth of the matter is Bucky nor Falcon – their storylines are not strong enough to stand on their own, right? Like if they came out and, you know, and I think Anthony Mackie is a great, a great actor, but if they came out with a winter Falcon movie, 
There's, you know, there's no really like, it's like, I don't know if I want to go see that. I don't like if I had $20, I don't know if that'd be the first thing I want to, you know, go spend it on. If they came out with a, with a Bucky movie, you'd be like, ah, I don't know. Cause you know, like he's not really a part of the equation. So you have to have these two kind of join forces to really create one true storyline. Right. So right. their, their dynamic of uh, chemistry is amazing for the fact that both need each other without, it's just like, if Don Cheadle, if War Machine got his own, you know, universe, right? <laughs> Nobody would want to see Don Cheadle. No. Don Cheadle has to be paired up, right? So, no, no, if it's Don Cheadle, love Don Cheadle. I'm just saying, War Machine <laughs> in and of itself is not a great <laughs> entity, right? So, what, what, what has to happen is you have to take lesser heroes, pair them up, and then you have to match them against either an anti-hero or a villain of the same tier. Well, John Walker's not strong enough as a villain. He's not like a Thanos, which ultimately Bucky nor Falcon could even deal with, right? So he has to be basically their equivalent. And that's how you create, you know, contrast and you create that engagement feel. So I I really think, and, and I think Charlie hit upon it, if they actually allow the content to unfold and not create fluff, and this is why I think WandaVision's ending was a little like, what was that? You know, like you, you start seeing this, it was a slow buildup. And then it was like, a because it's like, where are you really trying to lead us in this universe? And until we basically get more episodes, we don't know. Right. And that's the, that's the greatness about it. That's the coolness about it is we don't know. Cause it keeps us watching from week to week. But at the same token, there's a tendency and I'll keep going back. If, if they don't handle it correctly, this will be almost a one-off, right? And I feel like these one-offs are basically buying time. It's just like, it's interesting that they're doing this, but they put, they uh, backdated uh, Black Widow, right? It was supposed right. to come out earlier, and then they pushed yeah. it all the way back to September. Yeah, so, you know, you're start- yeah, so you're starting to already see that we're just basically backfilling time. So that, that's just kind of my take on it. I don't think Cap's dead. I really don't think he's dead. Everybody keeps thinking he's dead because when he put on the suit, he thought it was a funeral. No, I don't think Cap's dead. Even if Kevin Feekes came out and said, oh, Chris Evans is not coming back. Him saying that is like Tom Holland saying, like I think I said this on the last show, that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not in the new Spider-Man. They're in the new Spider-Man because Tom Holland doesn't get get the – the real script, and um, I think I think the problem, the the, the the upside of this show of this series, it's only six episodes. The problem with Wonder Vision, it was nine episodes, so it had to do the long build up, um, and it's leading into like I'm excited where that leads because I know that's supposed to t- continue off in the new Spider Man, and then into Doctor Strange. So that one's where we know where that one. This one, I don't know where this one's going to pick up at. It's supposed to be planting seeds for the next few movies, which I'm intrigued on in where that is. Um, I don't have a problem with the John character. I just have him with the problem with the shield. As long as they get the shield away from him, I don't care what they do to the character. It's just as long as they get the shield away from him and they give it to Bucky and Sam. I think they're the two because I think like as the show progresses, Bucky or Sam are going to be the ones to realize, wait, I need to be the one that does his mantle. And I think it's going to be Falcon that ends up getting it in the end. Um, I'm hoping, hoping rather sooner than later. But 
But no, I don't have a problem with John. I just had a problem with the shield and him boasting about it, like how he's so great, how he's better than like, oh, I'm not trying to be Steve, but in the end, you kind of are because you're trying to be mm-hmm. flamboyant about it. Like, ooh, the government shows me I'm the new Captain America. But um, so I'm like, I'm intrigued where this go, and like, it's gonna be interesting to see what the Don Cheadle War Machine series is gonna be about because he's getting one called Armor Wars on Disney Plus. No idea when that is, but there's so much to all these ideas. That, and then the other thing is in WandaVision, the Planet Seeds for the other show, the uh, Planet for the Secret Invasion show. Um, with Nick Fury in it, so I'm like, I'm excited where these these seats are planning. But I just want to see where this goes, and I just want, I want it since it's building up. Let's give, let's just have more than just one action sequence per show, because they only seem to do it in the beginning. But and I think I mentioned in the last show that the director, or the guy, said the next the next episode, I think either episode three or episode four has this epic action sequence, and I think he mentioned hallways. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, and Charlie, I, you know, Charlie and Cody, both of you all kind of have a coming at the same point, but in a different way. Because Charlie is saying, I don't care what they do with the shield. And I think, like you, Cody, these are like the C level Marvel people. I think Wanda and Vision are probably over Falcon and <laughs> a soldier, probably. At least Wanda is, you know. And, you know, and because they don't really have a whole lot of backstory, they don't really have that kind of pile of the A-listers, it's like you had to bring them together. That's why you feel like, yeah, as long as the shield get back, that's all I care about. You know, and that's why we got to go into all these different little things to bolster them up. But to be honest, I don't really know how Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to fit into whatever this next round of Marvel is. I, I really, I can't see it. I don't know. It, it's looking like a one-off to me. A nice one-off. I like, you know, I personally like Winter Soldier, but it's just looking like a one-off. And to be honest, I'm waiting on Winter Soldier to turn Winter Soldier. I'm kind of tired of Moody Buggy. I'm tired of Psychiatrist Buggy. You know, I'm kind of tired of the therapy. I really want him to go off. They need to get him like something and get him shooting and action oriented because, you know, him trying to date and eat sushi. I'm just kind of sick of that. You know. You, you want to see Bucky as his true self. Yeah, that, that is his true self. To be honest, if you run around 90 years killing people, you don't get that out of your head. Yeah, It's like a muscle you've been training. You, you're good at killing people. And they got him sitting in an apartment with the furniture, looking at the TV, and it's kind of like, yeah. I'm like, when is when is when a soldier coming? Because Bucky's boring. Yeah. He's a hundred and six year old boring guy. He might as well go to a nursing home. <laughs> he doesn't have no friends. Because he acts like he's a nursing home. I'm like, I don't think this is a one off to be honest. I think I, I think we're gonna not. see I think we're gonna see Bucky and Falcon in other movies. In a sense, I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be a solo movie with those guys. They're gonna be in it with other characters. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a one-off. I really think since they're planting seeds from this, I think because, like I said, I think once Falcon and Bucky they both get the sh- when they get the shield, that's gonna be in, that's gonna be a bigger play 
as we progress. And, and then, of course, John's probably going to end up coming back. Like I said, I'm intrigued where this goes, but I don't think this is a one-off. I think WandaVision, I think, was a one-off in the sense that they just set yeah. it up just to have her turn and just to break havoc and create the multiverse. Because just her, have her story arc. Because yeah. that story needed to be told, to be honest with you, to set up for the multiverse. And I knew yeah. that we're going in that we were just going to get one season out of that yeah. everything. So that's that makes sense to me, have a limited series for that, yeah. for, for that to be a one-off. With yeah. this, I have a feeling by the time this is wrapped up, Falcon has the shield and it goes into the next phase, which might... Who's to say that he... Uh, Iron The Iron Patriot show... Who's to say that they won't show up on that show? Because to me, I think that would actually fit in into that realm because it has that uh, whole entire political drama mixed in with it, with this Tom Clancy kind of style thing. So I think that it could actually go in with Rhodey on that one. I think that uh, that would be a good spot for Falcon and the Winter Soldier to be over into that universe on that side of things. But, you know, I liked how they set this up where he's in his apartment, he's watching... Like you and I, like all of us did, watching this guy take this shield, and th- he's even more pissed off than we are. And we're like, we want to join you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want we want to take the shield back for you, as well. So it makes us feel like he's also an audience member watching this show, as well, and he's wanting the same things that we want mm-hmm. and everything. That's what I got out of it, but. Tamara, is there anything that you wanted to add to anything as well? Um, as- the thing is, I think uh, I remember, I, even though I watched it for the second time, the second time, you know, of course, my daughter had to be like, ah, around me. But anyways, I remember hearing, I had to go back to the part where Bucky had to tell Sam that this is not what Steve wanted. And because Steve was like, you know, he gave the shield to Sam. Mm-hmm. And Sam was just like, are you sure? And then he's like, do you think that belongs to someone else? And Captain was like, no, I don't think so. And it doesn't belong to someone else. But Sam, he feels like he doesn't deserve that shield. So when he sees someone else holding that shield, he's like, oh, that's not what I meant. I mean, then it's like, Bucky's like, hello, we need to get that shield from him. Exactly. Like, I don't know why Sam doesn't feel like he doesn't deserve the shield, but Bucky can see it, and so does Steve. So I'm trying to think, like, why doesn't he feel like he doesn't deserve it? Like, why doesn't he don't think he, you know, he should be the one holding the shield? Why did he give it to the to give it to the museum and not do what Steve? You know, Steve was like, here, right. I give it to you. I want you to be the Captain America and no one else, you, you know. You see, you got my wheels turning right now when you mentioned that. It's kind of like being in a relationship and you're like in a bad relationship and no, and the guy who's in the relationship doesn't know he's in a bad relationship, but on everybody <laughs> on the outside and everything knows that he's in a bad relationship and something needs to be done. Uh-huh. With, with Sam... He, th- he thinks that he's not worthy enough to wield the shield or anything mm-hmm. like that. And everybody's like, dude, 
you're the Falcon. You're yeah. the one who Steve gave this to. You just gave it away on a pedestal and said, here, I don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. You need to get that shield back. Yeah. So it's kind of like him trying to, trying them trying to convince him, hey, look, dude, you're in a bad relationship. You did something wrong. You need to go on ahead and get out of that relationship. Rather than, him, you know, it's that kind of analogy that I get from it. It's like the outside looking in mm-hmm. and he doesn't see it. And I know yeah. that's just how I view it. Go ahead, Cody. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I don't know if it's um, not feeling worthy. I don't think, I don't know if it's an issue of worthiness, right? I yeah. think like that's like the Thor hammer is, you know, Ballard's worthy. Right, right. Pick it up, right. I don't, I for Sam, I think it's, it's complexity with the identity mm-hmm. of what that shield represents, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I said how far are they really going to go with this? Um, you saw it really in the first episode. You saw when he came back. You saw his sister, you know, the business struggling. You saw kind of how he felt about it. You, you know, he, he, there's a lot of sociopolitical references that are really, like, made clear, right, um, that are really present in the first one, in the first episode. And I think that's why it's not like it's just paying homage to Steve. It's without a shadow of a doubt uh, that that Sam, you know, his friend is Steve Rogers, that he loves Captain America. It's, it's, nobody is questioning that relationship. I think it's a question of what Captain America has meant and what it means to him and right and, and, and trying to create a new legacy behind it. Um, I'm interested to see how that's going to unfold. Um, I don't know. Personally, I was actually looking uh, just kind of at Marvel's plans. And for the cinematic universe, uh, the only way I could see them actually appearing is in the new Avengers. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it doesn't, even if you look at it from the Spider Man that's, that's coming out to Black Panther and uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the Secret Empire, right? Like, uh, to the Fantastic Four, to Blade, to Captain Marvel 2, to the new Ant Man. There's, there's no other way those two entities can actually kind of coexist within this framework other than the new Avengers. So I, I really think that we're going to see a good buildup. We're going to see the reinsurgence. And I think Charlie's right. Captain America is not dead. We're going to see the reinsurgence that, or the reemergence of Captain America. We're going to see Steve Rogers. And then it's going to basically launch us into the cinematic universe. I think right now what we're seeing with WandaVision, with everything else, it's the buildup until we can get to a point where now the movies can take it from there. So that's what all this, to me, groundwork is doing. I'm, I'm, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if one of these characters is a scroll. He was really just sent down. Either he's a good scroll or whatever. Because we got that hint after WandaVision. We got that hint. Um, we got that hint. It's like the guy, like, so I heard you're grounded. There's like there's a like, there's a, a friend of your mom's would like to speak to you, and I knew immediately since the end of uh, Spider Man was, and they were, and they already confirmed we're getting Secret Invasion and as a TV series. So I'm I wouldn't be surprised if some because this is apparently this show takes place before Spider Man in the turn in the timeline because Spider Man happened with the blip. This takes place right after Endgame, but I think prior to Spider Man or it's in that same time frame. I think there's like I think like I said there could be some scrolls involved and not the good ones. I think these are the bad ones, which could be setting up for a secret invasion. I don't know. 
Um, but like I said, I think they're building up because I think we got the next movie we got is Black Widow in July, then Sun-Chi, then Eternals, then Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man is going to be the first big kickoff of this new ones because they pick up with a spot. But I don't know. I'm intrigued where this is going to go. But just as long as they get the, the, the good guys get the shield, that's all I really care about. <laughs> So I know Tamara, you had something that you wanted to say. Uh, I was going to add about, you know, when you guys mentioned about Captain America and that he was going to come back, you, the thing is, is like, are they going to bring back him as a young guy (laughs) or the old man that was at the end of Endgame? And also my, my husband asked this question and he was like, if Isaiah was the first black Captain America, why is he old? Because he has a serum. Because Steve is old and he had the serum. So if they have the serum, why are they old? Because Bucky is still young. You know, so. I think because he went back in time, though, to change that past is the main thing. Uh-huh, is why he changed but what about Isaiah, though? That's actually a good point, though, too. But do you think that maybe he tried doing something like that where you try to change his past? Maybe. Because the thing is, is like, I really cannot wait to see Captain America because either if he's young or uh, young or old, kicking Jonathan's butt. Okay. Right. Great balance, Another- Captain America's butt. Another thing, though, too, I'm thinking maybe it affects people in different ways. Maybe the serum affects people in certain areas to where they don't age because everybody's DNA is different. Like, let's first say, for instance, we're having this vaccine right now. Mm -hmm. What may affect me may not affect you. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the serum. Everybody's DNA is the same way. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that everybody's DNA is different. Mm -hmm. It may not affect the person or whatever. So I'm thinking that Zaya might have actually either number one. It doesn't do anything with his age at all. I think he might have just been just a guy who wanted up aging and has the super ability, the super strength, and that was all that he had. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has that ability like Bucky and uh, Steve had yeah, or anything like yeah. that. So Bucky that's just me speculating. Bucky was also frozen countless times, too. too. So that right. kind of that's another thing. thing. And he was also in Wakanda, and they had very big technology there to maybe – Keep him do down. something to extend him because he was frozen a while mm-hmm. for a while, and that's why he just – in age because mm-hmm. he's frozen so that probably has something to do with it too because his his look in um the the winter soldier to now is completely like i think mean, he looks kind of the same but then again he doesn't mm-hmm. but i think a lot of it had to do with him being frozen okay okay so let's see is there anything else that anybody wanted to add as well because this was a good episode i mean i like the action in it i thought the action was really good um we didn't see anything that happened with the first episode where that one guy is spying on that other group in this episode, like in the first episode when, when he was in Russia, which just I was thinking he was going to pop up. Yeah, yeah I he, thought he was going to pop up again. Yeah. So just briefly pointing to the poster, like, hey, did you see this guy? Right. But there is something I wanted to mention that Cody brought up. You know how you were talking about the fact that it was about the suit, about what, um, about falcon trying to picture himself as captain america and fill in those shoes the very beginning 
of that thing whenever Walker is actually looking at the suit and his friend saying this to him. He said, that suit represents America. That suit represents who Captain America was and everything. You have some big shoes to fill. And I think that's what uh, Sam is actually feeling at that mo this moment now. I'm thinking, he, I'm looking back at the suit. It's all about reputation of what the suit actually means. At the very beginning, that's contrast to what uh, Sam is going through in a sense. What do you guys think? The suit's a cheap knockoff to me. I think it, it just, right. you know, when you see it, it's like, I'm sorry. It's like, you're trying to tell him, like his friends are telling him one thing, but it's like, seriously, like the government, like you could have maybe created a better looking suit. I mean, right. it's just, He's trying to represent, like, oh, oh I'm your America. But it's like, it's a cheap suit. I mean, like, the meaning, like, I mean, come on. It's like, um, yeah, like, it's, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, the suit just, like, is just very bad looking. And it's very cheap. And it's very, like, the government, clearly, you're Captain America. But it's not flashy. It's just bland and generic. It's like, <laughs> great value. Yeah, that's what I was like, gonna say that. Like, like I was like, what? Dollar General. Yeah, yeah. It's just cheap. It's like they, you can find that in the five and below store. I mean like, I mean that's that's pretty much what they do for the suit. I mean it's just like it doesn't represent like for the and his buddy's trying to take the best of the situation, but it's like really that's the best you can afford. I mean, you, you stole Captain America's shield. Why didn't you just steal his uniform for, for like, for all we care about? Right. <laughs> so here's the great value. Uh, enjoy it. I need to rename this. The great value Falcon and Winter Soldier after show. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm digging this, though. I'm digging what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. It's continuity with the comics. Mm -hmm. It shows um, a lot of weight when it comes down to the shield, what it means, reputation of what the suit means. I feel like they actually know what they're doing and the building blocks that they're trying to build because now they have to rebuild those building blocks and put those characters where they need to go and everything. So it's all about placement and stuff in this universe. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. Um, is there anything else that you guys feel like that we need to talk about or add to it or anything like that, Tamara or anything like that, or Charlie or Cody or anything? You know, I always, I, don't know if they're going to continue on doing this, but I really would like to know more about Isaiah, you know, to be honest. So, I feel like I yeah, because like I was telling my mom, it's kind of interesting. Like in the comics, Sam was the, well, to me, I feel like Sam was the first Captain America, Black Captain America. But then mm -hmm. they're saying that Isaiah was like Sam was like there was a black Captain America why nobody told me you know so it just I just feel like maybe they should talk I'm wondering if they're gonna talk more about that later on or I'm wondering if there's gonna be someone else you know being his spot instead of him doing it maybe his grandson might help Bucky and Sam with trying to get the shield back so I don't know I was just wondering but yeah I can see this going to be like a very Ocean's Eleven kind of thing where they're mm -hmm. going to try and get this thing back uh, the shield back because I love the fact is you know Bucky's like you know what we need to get that shield no questions asked easier said than done but mm -hmm. don't and they're like okay well what's the plan and they're like uh <laughs> <laughs> 
But I also love the marriage counseling thing, though, too, inside the police thing. I just want to touch on that for one little bit for the whole entire for just this little small thing because I love the comedy aspect of it. Yeah, um, I love really okay. lovers. This is weird. <laughs> I had to write that down. I was like, yeah, there's right. super lovers. <laughs> super lovers. I love it. That but yeah, I, I love it. I love that scene. You know, like, and then like when he's like, you need to scoot in closer. He's like, okay, yep, we're stuck here. Yep, we're not doing this. And like, and he's like, what are you guys doing? Are you seriously playing as doing a steering contest? <laughs> and then um, and the fact is like, good. Uh, once we're done here, I never want to see you again. I'm like, yeah, come yeah, on. Right. <laughs> you say that now, but we know that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think that's everything I wanted to cover. What about you guys? Um, I think I have everything that I needed to say in my notes that I have. I'm good. You good? Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you, Cody? No, I'm I'm good, man. Thank, thanks for having me on. And like I said, to, to echo uh, uh, Tamara's point, looking forward to learning more about Isaiah Bradley and and kind of how they take this uh, further. Me too. I have a feeling that we're gonna see Isaiah in a flashback scene, mm-hmm. at, and probably in the next episode, since this was heavily focused on him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised that we don't see just an episode based on him. And then going back from flashback over into the ending it with uh the tooth and back at him at 2021. Right. And everything. You know? so like, I mean, if they do it, it's gotta be a longer episode. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. if you're it's like you're building up here and we have the minor character is a uh, I think they'll do it in a way that we I mean they start out with in the beginning and then go into sort of what they did with uh um how they set up John Walker in this episode. They started mm-hmm. out with the beginning. But these episodes have got to be a lot longer if they're going to do this because there's so much they need to pack mm-hmm. and they only got four episodes left to do it. True. So I think they, like I said, they got to pick and choose. Like, I think they'll focus on him more a little bit. I just don't know how, like it can't be a whole episode to be honest. I think we need to do like small spurts because I don't know how big that's going to drive the story arc in a sense. Right. All right. So with that being said, Cody, where can everybody follow you at? Uh, guys, you can connect with me on my two favorite platforms, Instagram and YouTube. Instagram at CVMK33, YouTube at YouTube at CV Space K is what it is podcast. Where we discuss really everything from business to fitness to comic book, Marvel DC to whatever, right? To faith. And we just keep it real and honest. Thank you guys for having me on the show. It's been fun. Thank you, John, for allowing me to be guest here. I appreciate it. Charlie, it was great meeting you. Uh, Tamara, it was great hanging with you. And Ladeja, who was here, send her my regards there. She's been amazing. I look forward to being back soon. Oh, you're more than welcome anytime, man. It's good to have you as well. And of course, everybody, if you guys want to go ahead and follow me, how do you do that? You just go on ahead, head on over to Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite underneath the same brand on Pinterest as well as Instagram. And then, of course, you're going to go on ahead for all your entertainment needs and wants. You go on ahead, go to www.movieloversunite.com. If you want to go on ahead and donate towards the page or anything like that, go on ahead, go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. Then, of course, on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit and then at John DeGorio 8. We are actually doing some merch. So we actually got the t-shirts in and they actually look good. If you want a Mafia um, Mafia Talks t-shirt, that came in today. We do a Mafia Talks show every Monday 
So we review mafia gangster movies and stuff like that, Sopranos. So if you're into that, go on ahead, check it out. Uh, don't have a store up and running, but guess what? You guys can actually email me. I know no one's actually used email since 1997 when uh, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan came out. But guess what? You guys can go on ahead, email me, and then you can give me your information. I take PayPal, Cash App, whatever you guys want to do that's easy for you. We'll go on ahead and take care of you. Not only that, but also I have one more T-shirt, which is the Movie Lovers Unite logo. That should be coming in sometime next week. And that's everything that you guys can do for me. Another thing, too, is Charlie and I are going to be filming sooner or later for our Suicide Squad James Gunn reboot for the Suicide Squad. The trailer just dropped today, so we're going to be doing that pretty soon. And that's everything that you guys need to know. And always until next time, guys, it's been realism fun. I can't wait to do this again, and bye-bye. Bye. See you tomorrow night, everybody. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.